Oh yeah. <laughs> I need to change my list right now. <laughs> if they want to talk to you, you better not listen. You might wind up in critical condition. American males. Oh! American males. 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 Better not listen. What's up, Dan? Uh, Hello, everybody. Sorry, I can't believe 95 is eligible. It is. But it's a song, not an album. Is it an album? Mm, I think it counts. They're irresistible. They're irresistible. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. That is, of course, the American Males theme song. CD quality. Ooh. Uh, I couldn't think of a better song to come into than that song. That's a I need lossless Moog audio. Is that a thing I can have? <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is this might sound stupid podcast, a podcast where two friends get together once a week and have a podcast because they're buddies and they like to hang out and there are and people come and hang out and chat and it's a good time. How are you, Dan? Great. If this is your first time listening to us, you I'm too excited. You can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Uh, whatever podcast app you use, just hit the subscribe button and you'll subscribe to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Except maybe Stitcher. I still don't know. Um, you can also email us. Tonight we're doing our top five lists that we do once a month and you can email those lists to this might sound stupid at gmail.com or you could tweet them at us at TMSS underscore podcast. Okay, okay. We'll check in with our sponsors real quick, uh, and then we'll do beverages, and then we'll get right into it. Our first podcast. Nope, our first podcast. Our first sponsor, Joy the Good Boy. He's pretty chilled over there. He's been with us since the beginning. We're also brought to you by Mike Long, fantastic designer. I'm sorry I hit that. It's loud. Out of Minnesota, he designed all of our graphics. Dan, what are you drinking? Uh, this is called Southern Nights and Northern Lights by our good friends over at Blackstack. Uh, it's a triple IPA. It's only 10, 10.4%. So <laughs> only three <laughs> X. Oh, good crack. Let's go. Uh, Joey, what are you doing? How is it? It's good. I got to get mine out of my uh, trusty Playmate cooler by Igloo, the Everyman's cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big J and I drove up north this past weekend, and he pointed out to me that he also had an Everyman cooler. And Ig- we threw that off the top of the tallest building in Minneapolis, correct? And it stayed intact? Yeah, Igloo, sponsor us. Because now Big J, he went out and bought one. Or he already had one, I don't know. 
You are not good at coolers. <laughs> it's, it's backwards from over there. Now, tomorrow, Dan, before I crack this, I get my second round of vaccine shot. I'm going to eat real healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drink tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, just on the off chance that it helps me not have a reaction to this. I don't, I, I don't know. But, I was drinking getting my shot. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe may so maybe I should drink because you didn't really have was, any reaction. Shot, 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 and then she shot. <laughs> That's a dumb joke. Uh, well, I'm just playing it safe. I've heard that uh, you shouldn't Tiny drink no no alcohol before it. So I I actually picked one of these up, uh, a different version of it earlier this week, and I was genuinely surprised by how much I liked it. So I'm hoping for the same with this one. It's called Sparkling Hop Tea. This one is named Hoplark. Uh, yeah. It's hops and tea together. This one is chamomile, so it doesn't have any caffeine, because if I had caffeine this late, I wouldn't be able to stay up. Um, no, but go to sleep. The other one, yes, you're right. I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. The other one, Jared drank his vaccine. That makes sense. The other one I had was, it was a black tea and it was really good i was i didn't expect it to like it as much as i did and had them inject a fine peanut mm. pino pino noir sweet berry wine they're really good man Yep. Then, like so, like what, what do you, what do you what do you taste from the hop? You taste a lot of the hop. I don't know. It, next week, when you're here in person, maybe I'll buy more of them, and you can just try one. I'm what genuinely like, uh, peanut. Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, they were at Whole Foods. Um, Hops have antioxidants. They're you know they're not like a they're not, they're not a garbage plant. I was like, I'm gonna find like a soda or just something to drink that's not water. Uh and saw these and I was like, I'll just give it a try. And I just, I was like, wow, this is, it's a lot better than I thought. Um, <laughs> you've been doing wine injections for years. Uh, and have leper says, doesn't someone make hot water? Fulton, maybe Lagunitas does. Yeah. I don't know. It's really good. It, it tastes, it's got a beer flavor to it, but it's not like I wouldn't drink it and be like, it's just like I'm having a beer. But it's not disappointing and just kind of like flat and lame like a NA beer is. It's just got its own flavor, but there's definitely like a hoppy beer flavor to it. Hmm. Um, yeah, they're really good. Like I could see actually buying these regularly and having them because they're also zero calories. Uh, and just as like, I just want a flavor mm-hmm. at night. I just don't, I don't want to drink like just a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're good. Give them a try. Right, so I'm, drink, I'm drinking the ABV for both of us here. You are tonight. <clears throat> and then next week is going to be whiskey cast where Dan and I, I mean, I might have a beer too, but we're, we're going to be drinking whiskey. We got to figure out what whiskey to drink. I mean, I got a bunch of whiskey and scotch over there that we could drink. So. We already had that Friday off. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna just like Jr. I emulate Jr. as much as I can. I'm gonna drink my. I almost said Vaseline. I'm gonna drink my vaccine. 
and then I'm going to have them inject uh, Lagavulin right, oh. right into my vein. Mm-hmm. Right, nice after, right after. <laughs> All right, let's get to our list. Because these can go long because I like it when people write uh, a little explanation on their songs. You don't have to, but I like it when people do. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'll, I should probably go first. because You're going to go the, first. Cool. I like I'm, it. I'm the, I'm the least you, musically inclined you, of any of us. You intro what we're doing. Just like our Viking ancestors did. Um, everyone was given a challenge. <laughs> they needed to pick their top five favorite albums that were created after they were born. Released within their lifetime. Correct. They can't pick one they've already picked on a previous countdown. No, Javin, I'm documenting the list. They can't pick something that is a greatest hits. You can do a live recording so long as it was recorded after you were born. Correct. Within your lifetime. If the Rolling Stones were playing in the hospital as you were born, the show started before you were born, so it's discounted. Doesn't novel. count. Uh, we're we're going to look it up, too. We're gonna oh look yeah. up what time you were born and what time mm-hmm. the concert started. Mm-hmm. You can submit it now in email, but please don't spam the chat with your list. Yeah, just just, just, just email it and it'll show up after. This might sound stupid uh, at gmail.com, and I will read it. It'll show up after Obama's list that we just got. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yes. Uh, it can't be an audio book, but it can be like a live comedy album. Alice's Restaurant. I don't know what you'd call that. <clears throat> correct. Yes. Um, my, my list is probably a little different than other people's. I, I've, I've realized that I'm more of a individual song man and less of an entire album sort of guy okay so like there's definitely like a lot of songs that i enjoy by a lot of different people but there there aren't a lot of albums that i one own (laughs) and like two actually listen to uh multiple times so it's a little it's a little 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 trickier for me because i don't just go home and just put on an album and listen to it. Drive around, uh, listen to an album. Yeah, like I, I'll sometimes do that, but, you know, like back when I was in high school or, you know, college, it would be more I would just listen to the radio. Okay. So there, there, there was a lot less pure album than there was uh, individual song. Start with the first album I ever owned. Are these in any order? No order? Uh, not... Not really. Okay. They're more of a mash, a mishmash. Okay. Um, so the first CD I, I ever owned, Weird Al's Alapalooza. All right. Uh, I listened to that a ton when I was a when I was a kid. Uh, how old? It was like, how old? Yeah. Uh, when did that come out? Like 90? Sorry. No, no. Alapalooza came out in '93, so I would have been ten. Okay. Um, so it was, you know, that was the sort of stuff that I liked. like. Like I wasn't 
really like listening to like a ton of music outside of what my parents would have on like the radio, sure. so, like classic rock stuff. I was really seeking out a lot of music. Uh, but I remember liking Weird Al on like the music TV stuff or the things he would do. Um, yeah, and I've just always enjoyed a good Weird Al. When was the last time you sat down and listened to Weird Al? <laughs> music TV. Yeah. Uh, this, last, this last month. <laughs> okay. It, it was probably probably a while before that. It would be like individual songs. Uh, <laughs> Frank's 2000-inch TV. Oh, that might be the, the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> um, next, uh, an album. I didn't buy many albums even in high school because I wasn't like a huge music guy even then. But um, of the ones I did, Fatboy Slim's You've Come a Long Way, Baby. That's a good album. Uh, I listened to that a whole ton. One, I didn't own any albums to begin with. But our parents just bought like a big like kind of stereo for, for downstairs with like a CD player on it. Okay. So I could like, I could, like put it in there and listen to it uh, and feel cool. So it's to, <laughs> to weird British house music, you know, like, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love it a lot. That's a very Dan pick. That one, yeah. I couldn't have called Weird Al, but I, I feel like I could have called that one. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like that was, although I genuinely have no idea what's coming from you. Um, Whereas I feel like my list is going to be fairly predictable. Uh, next up is a detour to um, to comedy. We're going to go with uh, Shut Up You Fucking Baby. Good. Good. David Cross. I'm so glad that's on somebody's list. That's probably it's, my favorite comedy album of all time. Yes, I, I, I will agree with that sentiment. It's, uh, it's two CDs of <laughs> hilarity. Uh, I'm so sorry I have to ask this, but yeah, you got yeah, you got squiggles, you got line for the tickets. Do y'all people got, eat oatmeal? Uh, you got the the nine eleven stuff. You got the flags, pumpkin flags, assaulted nuts, square <laughs> oh, no. bagels. Please, please tell me the assaulted nuts. I want to fuck you so bad, but let's get out of harm's way first. It's such a good album. Oh, if you've never uh, listened to "Shut Your Mouth, like- You Fucking Baby," go listen to it. It's great. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, I really struggle with the next one because there's a lot of stuff where I were were kind of you know ethereal. uh, Because again, like I, I, I'm not like a big full album guy, so just kind of I was just just really trying to think of like the things that I remember like sitting in my car, being in my you know, glove compartment or the center console, like CDs that would have been in there for years. Okay. One um, sec. Let me answer JR's question. Mm-hmm. Top five albums that came out in your lifetime. Yeah. You can't do any best ofs. You can do live albums so long as the recording was done during your lifetime. So if it was a live album that was recorded before you were born, that you can't have that on your list. Mm-hmm. All right. So albums that were in your center console. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I just went with one that was one of the first things I remember hearing on the current, when I started listening to the current and I just Ooh, went out and I wanna, bought it. I want to guess, but I think I know what it is. 
Um, so I just remember, like, I just, I just went and bought it immediately, and I just played it, and I Hold probably on. played it. Can I write it down? My guess? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Um, and it's the blackening. No. <laughs> I'd be so happy if you were into the blackening. Uh, no, so this, uh, this next one is just, uh, it's the rural Alberta Advantage. I knew hometown. it. I have not uh, liked anything else they released. I mean, not, it hasn't been bad. Oh, I, I, I agree. Like, it, it's this is the best thing they ever did. But that it, album is great. Their first it album. A, it was just the first thing they ever did. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it just told a nice story. Um, it was really easy to just kind of listen to, you know, driving to work every day or, um, yeah. So I, I listened to that one a ton, though, for a couple of years. It was just always in my car. Nice. Uh, and then the last album I might have listened to more than anything else ever. <laughs> um, it's it's a live album. Oh God, I just hit my mic so hard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a live album. Uh, I would run to it and bike to it all the time. You'd run to it. Would run to it. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, Rural Alberta Advantage, their debut album, Schwat. And it's Daft Punk Alive 2007. Yeah. That's the only one I knew. I was like, that one's on Dan's list for sure. Like, I had to pick a Daft Punk album. Thank you, JR. Thank you, JR. And so I went with that one. Like, I really enjoy, I really like Random Access Memories. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a great album. Um... All their stuff is good, but just the way that Alive just takes all of their best stuff from before that and just smashes two songs together every time yeah, into something greater than itself is just, uh, it's great. And I'm I'm out there running. There's people in the crowd going, yeah, like cheering along (laughs) as as they're just taking live at like, uh, Lollapalooza or something like that. Um, and yeah, it's just alive. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah, I think I'd have to listen to them back to back, but I might, I might take random access memories. It was it was not an easy decision. Yeah, by any means. Um, That's a good list, Dan. Yeah, it's it was like I guess I was thinking about it over this whole month. I'm like, like I don't have a lot of. It's a ve- to it's, choose from. It's a very you list. Yeah. Oh no. This is this, this is this is just me in a nutshell. How did I get in this Don't. nut? Well, and so that that leads into. Can I start my list, or can I start my preamble to my list? Of course. It just le- like the hard part about this list is you want so many, or for me at least, there's so many albums I want on there. And so you kind of do have to make it, in my opinion, like a very personalized list. And that's mm-hmm. just a very Dan list. I, there's no way I ever would have called Weird Al. I didn't know that was the first CD you owned. But I, I think I could have. I think I could have guessed all those other ones. Uh, I almost picked Dane Cook. Well, I, I didn't almost, but it was. We listened to his first stand-up album. A lot. That was the thing. We listened to it too much. Also, one of the <laughs> hardest I've ever seen you laugh. Oh, I almost died. Uh, but what? I 
I got more uh, more enjoyment for for longer. Out and of, I think uh, longevity wise, I think "Shut Your Mouth, You Fucking Baby" is just funnier longer. Yes, I would be uh, willing to bet if we listened to that Dane Cook stand up album now, it wouldn't be nearly as funny. Yeah, it, it's great for our sensibilities of early twenties. Yeah, however many years ago that was. Yeah, but yeah, so at first I was like, well, top five albums within my lifetime. There, there's just so many great albums and so many – there's so many like – the problem for me is trying to figure out which ones – well, at first it was like, well, I feel like some of these albums are so big in my life and so important to me, but they're not like culturally significant at all. And when I'm thinking top five lists, I'm thinking like albums that are have mass appeal. Everybody knows like the name of this band at the very least – uh, you know, one that comes to mind is like Nirvana's Nevermind. I feel like everybody knows that album cover. You at least know the band Nirvana. It's very culturally important. And then I, but then I kind of was like, well, my, the way I started to think about my list is that it's more, it's almost more of a like desert island top five. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like if there are, if there are five albums that are the only five albums I can ever listen to, again, for the rest of my life, how am I going to make that list and get as much in there (laughs) as I can? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I started to think. So there are many, there are many albums on this list that just didn't make the cut. Um, you know, I, some of the, the, the other list, the, uh, top five albums before 1990 list, I feel like that one, any given day could have changed. But the mm-hmm. way I started to think about this album and the way I started to, like I said, kind of consider it almost a desert island, I, it didn't change that much. I kept coming back to it and looking at it and being like, no, that's pretty solid. That's pretty much what I would want it to be. There's, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to name this one album, but there is, there's one other album that I was like, man, I really wish I could get that album on there. I really wish I could do six. Mm-hmm. But that's, you got to stay, you got to follow the rules. Yeah. So uh, mine are ranked. I'm going to start with five. Ooh. I'm going to okay. start with five, and I'm going to go up in order. Uh, so number five on my list is an album that was super, super important to me uh, and that I still love to this day, and it's Iowa mm. by Slipknot. Okay. It's I, – I love that album still. <clears throat> It's so brutal and so over the top. And it's such a, it's like Slipknot is definitely metal, but they have, they're so uniquely their own metal band. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there's so much other metal even, and this isn't taking anything away from them. Like August Burns Red, who we know I love, Kill Sister Engage, Machine Head, they all had their they all have similarities across their metal sound and slipknot is just they're just their own thing as they've gone on they've become less that but like their first two albums and very specifically Iowa it's just it's very unique and it's so brutal and the the mass appeal that it has is crazy when you consider like how metal they are Mm-hmm. And then also, it, a part of it was the shock factor for me 
uh, as like a 15 year old kid. You know, the the outfits they wore, the fact that I think it's the third song in the very first lyrics that are sung are "I want to slit your throat and fuck the wound," mm-hmm. and 15 year old me is like, "What?" Like Eric Wareheim, you know, my mind is blown. GIF of just mm-hmm. like, well, you they they can say that like you know, there was definitely a shock factor about them but i still regularly listen to that album and love it and i listen to it because i listen to a lot of metal getting ready like getting this this album ready and i don't think there's a track on it i don't like it's so weird even they're like really weird kind of distorted longer songs on it are just iowa is so so good and I, it definitely, I, I can't say anything like it doesn't get the respect it deserves or anything like that because I think it does. It's just, I think that they're kind of a cartoony band because they also have all their outfits and everything. But mm-hmm. I feel like for some people that could make them overlook the absolute madness and genius that is Iowa. And also the other thing that was so important for me at 15 was it's such an angry album. It's so mad and pissed off at the world and pissed off at their family. And, you know, like, and that was just something I needed. <laughs> <laughs> and I it, I don't feel that way anymore. But at 15, it was just like, yes, it, it was it was a very important album for me that way. Uh, Liam says the intro track really sets the tone. Absolutely. And then Rolos has agreed. It has always been weird to me how huge they are for how brutal the music is. Yeah. It would be, I mean, in my opinion, it'd be like Lamb of God or, you know, having the same following. I mean, they would, Slipknot would sell out giant stadiums. Yeah, I don't know if it's because of the costumes that they got so over so quickly with MTV that that, that might, I wonder if that kind of helped them make It was that just leap. always crazy that they could get played where they could. Just because they are, I mean, they have, their songs are not like radio friendly and yeah. I, and I think, I think Corey Taylor has one of the best. He's probably maybe second in my opinion in terms of metal vocals behind Randy from uh, Killswitch. But I don't actually, I don't know a hundred percent for certain. I'd have to actually, I'd have to spend some time making that list. But Corey Taylor is almost certainly on my top five metal vocalists of all time. Okay. So that's my number five. My number four, I knew, I knew it was going to be on my big list. But when I, the day I listened to it, I hadn't listened to this album in a while. And when I listened to it, I was just like, fuck me. I forgot how much I love this album. It renewed my, renewed my passion for wanting to get its cover art tattooed on my other shoulder so that I have a, a tattoo on both shoulders. Sing the Sorrow by AFI. It is so good. And it, it's so crazy, too, because it's so much different from any other punk stuff that came before. Uh, and it's just, it's top-notch. It's absolutely one of my favorite albums ever. And I hadn't listened to I hadn't sat down and listened to it in a while. And I just had it going and was just, just found myself so into it at moments. And it's the same thing <clears throat> for, I think I was 16 when that album came out. It was just another album that was just so crucial and important in my development in those years when like music is so important to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're like just lines in it, like him screaming, I remain alone 
I don't feel that way anymore, but like I did as a kid and like, there's just so many parts of it. The kind of like more sad boy emo parts of that album that are, they're just like that kid is still in here somewhere. And Mm -hmm. it's that though, like that album just still resonates so much with that kind of lost 16 year old kid. And it's just, it's a phenomenal album and it goes, it goes all over the place in terms of sound. It's just, uh, it's a very fun album. And then, yeah, if you had been a fan of AFI before that, I think it kind of splintered some people away from them because they had like kind of a traditional punk misfit sound mm-hmm. before that album. And then they, they got on a major label and they released that album. And I, I was instantly like, this is the best thing in the world. <laughs> uh, and I think some people kind of went away from them because they went away from punk. Mm. And they were more like emo and emo wasn't a very cool thing at the time. Need a drink. Hop it up. Hops. <clears throat> Got to clear my throat. All right. Next album on my list. Uh, Number three. Number three, I I really think there's an argument that you could make. You guys, my tell me if my audio is too loud because it's showing in OBS that it's like peaking all the time, but I don't think it actually is or somebody would have complained at this point. <clears throat> okay. So I really think there's an argument to be made that this is probably my favorite musical artist of all time. Uh, I... I listen well I'll go into the album first the album is uh, the shepherd's dog by iron and wine I own almost every single iron and wine EP and LP on vinyl I constantly am listening like in in our house you know there you probably have like a 55 60% chance to come over and just iron and wine is going at any random time I remember when you first were going into them like <clears throat> I would come out over to your house and just iron and wine would just always be on. <laughs> I really, th- I really think there's a a very strong argument to be made that Iron and Wine is my favorite musical artist of all time. His like his sounds throughout his career go all over the place, uh, and I, I just I love his music. It's like his music is this is gonna sound really dumb and cliche, but it's like the soundtrack of my life. I mean. <laughs> It, there's so many memories I have of like being with Amber or even just my kids and iron and wine is somehow a part of it. And the shepherd's dog is the first album I ever heard of his. That one has a dog on the cover. Yep. Okay. And it's, it's a terrific album. And I mean, his, his sound goes all over the place throughout his whole career. But the shepherd's dog is, if you've never listened to it, listen to it. It's, a fantastic album because if you get the you can hear some of iron and wine and think that they're kind of think that he it's just one guy sam something sam bean what's his name uh you can get the sense that it's just kind of a guy with an acoustic guitar and a nice voice Mm -hmm. but he's so talented and if you listen to the shepherd's dog you really get a sense of like what a phenomenal music presence he is he's Sam Beam. Beam, that. thank you. I knew Beam. I was like, Beam isn't right, but that's it's something like Beam? that. Beam? Beam? 
jumps on a board with the beads. Oh, Lucille. Uh, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Real name? Yeah, I can't think of it. Catherine? What is it? Somebody help me. She passed. Uh, Jessica Walter. Jessica. Thank you. Jessica Walter passed away today. Um, but yeah, Shepherd's Dog. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, and then the last two. Everybody who knows me probably knows the last two are uh these were the only two i was like well these are on my list i just like there's no ifs ands or buts they're on my list number two on my list is francis the mute by the mars volta Mm -hmm. it's arguably the greatest album of all time (laughs) uh in my first book i thank them for the album at the end of the book uh that's how important that album is to me um it's probably the only album on this list that i don't have an emotional connection with like the lyrics or the story that's being told in francis the mute um there is but cedric bixler has even said like he writes he writes lyrics for the music of the words he doesn't necessarily write them for the sound for for the poetry of it which is where you get lyrics like a necklace of follicles with saber tooth monocles which ties you on your back, isn't it? In between the shoulder blades? Uh-huh. Right down my spine. Mm-hmm. But uh, Francis the Mute is like, it's just awesome. Especially like when you take everything in the beginning of the album and then you get to what's arguably the last, it's like the last 48 minutes and some amount of seconds of the album is basically one song. And it starts with Miranda, this ghost just isn't holy. And it's just birds tweeting. And then at a certain point, this like lone, oh my God, I, I didn't listen to this album. There's this lone trumpet note that comes in and then the rest of the, the rest of the, the band starts to fade in slowly and then it just cranks up to 11 at one point. And I, I specifically don't listen to this album because, <laughs> because it has some kind of magic for me. It's so helpful when I write. But if I listen to it all the time, that kind of like magic in it goes away. Mm-hmm. But I li- I've listened to it so often when writing because it's it just takes my mind to whatever space I need to be in to write. Uh, I, recent- I recently just spent $500 buying all the Mars Volta vinyl. <laughs> Did they, did they, was that like a brand new printing? Yeah. It was like a limited run. I think it was like 5,000 copies of it were being made or something. And Javin showed it to me. And I was like, mm, okay. So, <laughs> because the two albums that I've coveted forever that are hard to find and or expensive on vinyl. Uh, I don't know yet, Amber. Um, are Francis the Mute and Sing the Sorrow. They're just very hard to find. And so when I was like, oh, I can get it on vinyl and the rest of their albums okay but yeah francis the mute i mean on any given day i could consider it the best album that's ever been made rolo says if memory serves the mars volta wanted that entire last section to be one song but the label was like no we need to cut it up exactly it is it's like 48 minutes and 16 seconds or something i used to know exactly how long it was um the other thing i love about that album is it does a thing that i have 
adored since Mighty Max did it in the cartoon show when I was a kid, which is that it's a cyclical album. So the beginning and end are the same. So it it ends the same way that it starts. So you, you can just have that album on repeat and it just it's a it's a big circle. <laughs> what is it? Time is a flat circle? Hell yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, the la- the last it's Miranda this ghost just isn't holy or Miranda this ghost isn't holy. I can't I'm blanking on exactly how it's done, but it's they made them split it up and it's really stupid cuz they don't need to. The way you need to listen to that album is just straight through. All right. And my number 1 album, which was actually hard to decide between two albums, but I have my reasoning for why okay. it's my number 1. I listen you guys Mike Javin got annoyed with me. <laughs> At one point in our work chat, was like, I swear to God, if any of the next words out of your mouth are uh, these two albums, I, it was very hard to decide. But my number one with a bullet is Versus by Pearl Jam. And the one it went up against was? 10 by Pearl Jam. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is there's no better band in the world than Pearl Jam. You can't convince me otherwise. Uh and 10 and verses are so good. <laughs> Your productivity was at an all-time low. I was just listening to them back-to-back like, I can't decide. And so it was that this was the first album where I was like, okay, I'm just going to treat this like the Desert Island album. And verses is just, it's more of a varied sound from track to track than 10. 10 just kind of sounds like 10 all the way through. But Versus has like just many different highs and lows in it, whereas 10 is kind of just always the same intensity, except for mm-hmm. maybe in Oceans or something like that. But uh, And then also Versus just be, is kind of, it's more, I can never say this word, enim, enim, en- enigmatic? Enigmatic. Oh. Or wait, or emblematic. Which one are you going emblematic? for? Emblematic? It's more indicative. There we go. We'll go with that. Of what Pearl Jam's sound will be like for the rest of their career on Versus. And I just love all of Pearl Jam. Uh, And then I know Javin pointed out the production quality on Versus is a little better. I think the production quality on 10 serves the sound that 10 has really well. Um, But yeah, Versus is, is so good. And there's just, there's... No better front man, in my opinion, than Eddie Vedder. I adore Eddie Vedder. I adore his lyrics. I love everything about verses. And I didn't really get into Pearl Jam until I was like 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And just so much about the band and so much about Eddie Vedder, start, I just connected with and like I'm sure that there's just a part of my psyche that is defined around his lyrics and interviews with him and his personality and I there's just I I I love that band <laughs> and uh, yeah they, they probably would have been writing those songs at that same age right and yeah there's it's just it's a very important album for me. Uh, it's also got. A, I have a funny memory of it with Liam, because well, I loved to listen to verses while I worked truck uh, at Best Buy while we were unloading truck, and I would 
blast it on our speakers back in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. And one time Liam came back and like in the middle of animal, which is like, it's the second song. Awesome. Thanks. Liam. Liam says, if I hear Pearl jam, I think of Adam. Good. Uh, animal, animal is the second track on that album. And it's just like full of energy and stuff, which is what you need when you're unloading truck. And it's like almost my favorite part of the song. And all of a sudden the music gets turned all the way off. And I'm standing in the back of the truck and I go, who the fuck turned off Pearl Jam? And like come charging out of the truck. And Liam is standing there like belly laughing. <laughs> Just turned it off to fuck with me. And he's like, I knew if I turned it off, you'd come out here ranting about it. <laughs> and I just always remember it because I was like, it was too funny to not be annoyed at. Uh, Javin says, for better or worse, same, you picked the right Pearl Jam album in this guy's opinion. Yeah. I, I think it's their I think it's their best album, uh, in my opinion, closely followed by ten. All right, that's my list. Very good list. Iowa. Oh, Dan, I gotta get your uh, your list on here real quick. I'm not doing a good job of making notes. So it's uh, Alapalooza. Uh huh. You've come a long way, baby. Uh, shut up, you fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, that's not baby. Uh, hometowns, and then alive, two thousand seven. Okay. All right. Let's move on. We'll jump who, into who, our. Who got in first? We'll jump into our emails here. I think Mike Long was the first one. Well, sorry, did he like email and then immediately regret it? I don't think so. Uh, yes, it's Happa Blapper. If he's still here, Ooh. friend of the show, friend of the show. Okay, so he says in no particular order. Uh, you didn't send it yesterday. You sent it three days ago, and you were the first one to get it in. Uh, also, Amber never sent one in. What the fuck, Amber? What does Amber listen to? Let's see. Albums I know that Amber has bought in her lifetime. Dixie Chicks. Okay. Good Charlotte. Yep. I think that's it. I know she bought a Good Charlotte CD once. I don't think she ever bought Spice Girls. But I feel like she owned Dixie Chicks or some country chick band that her dad might have bought for her. Maybe Shakira. What are you saying yep to? (laughs) No, Shakira. <laughs> she, she wouldn't buy Shakira. I did. Oh, I did have the okay, Spice good. Girls. Kid Rock. <laughs> okay. If Amber didn't have the Spice Girls, I would think that there was something very wrong with her. There is something very wrong with her. She's always berating waiters. All right. In no particular order, from Half a Blapper, Daft Punk, Alive, two thousand seven. Handsome Pink, Avril Lavigne. Ooh, handsome. The the the, the, song, the the albums you thought a girl of that age would actually buy listen to. All right, so Mike had Daft Punk Alive 2007. Wait, are are we doing? Are we mind melding again somehow? If he somehow picks any of my other list, I'm just gonna walk over the room. <gasps> he has an album on here. I'm so happy he has on here. I wanted to. I wanted. I wanted to put this on here so bad. I'll tell you which one it is when I get to it. I'm gonna read it last. Okay. Uh, LCD Sound System, Sound of mm-hmm. Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that I've ever listened to that album. 
I'm going to have to listen to that. Also, I should be writing these in here. Uh, I've heard song. I've never listened to the whole thing uh, front to back before, but I've uh, I've heard songs off it. Uh, okay, computer. Mm-hmm. I knew you would have a Radiohead on there. I couldn't remember if he liked the Benz or Okay Computer better. Uh, a band that I thought was a joke until Mike told me it wasn't because it's brought up a bunch in uh, Parks and Rec. And I thought it was just a joke band that April was into. And then Mike was like, Oh, no. Neutral Milk Hotel? Yeah, he was like, no, you fucking idiot. That's a real <laughs> band. And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Neutral Milk Hotel in the mm-hmm. airplane over the sea. I've never oh, listened yeah. to that band in my life. Very, very much a real band. Uh, in the... I can't spell. Aeroplane over the sea. I did it. I, I, know, I know a band that exists that adam didn't how is this possible <laughs> it's very possible <laughs> uh okay everybody so rollo says i think you'd like that album adam that is a good pick and then yeah, Lever says got it so good it's magical and schwatt says yep i'll have to listen to it i've just yeah, never mark, mark that one first that'll, that'll be your first one you listen to i've never well i kind of want to listen to sound of silver first all right and then the album that i had on my short list and i was like i want to put this album in here so bad but i can't i can't justify it over these other albums is Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance. I fucking love that album. I still listen to that album. Don't tell me if you don't like it. Okay, I won't. (laughs) Except I will. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. I... Huh? What? We're on Joey Camp. Oh, because I typed a capital T or whatever it is. (laughs) Uh... I just listened to Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge this summer when we were driving up to the cabin. I was like, man, I'm going to listen to this. And it's it holds up. I still think it's a great album. Uh, yeah, I've, never, I've never listened to the whole thing. It's great. It's really good. And the follow-up album, uh, The Black Parade, is also still very good. All right, good list, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to get to listen to some of those. Okay. I remember that was, that was back with like MTV at the height of its power still. I remember seeing those videos. Yeah. I remember seeing an interview with them and thinking like, oh, who are these guys? And then hearing their single and being like, I guess I'll check it out. <laughs> I, I, I had to get over the way they looked first because I, I, yeah. I had the preconceived notion immediately in my head like, oh. There, there are several bands throughout time like that. Like Avenged Sevenfold. They sound awesome, but like don't l- learn about the band. All right, next one is Javin. Ooh. Top five, released when alive. Okay, cool. Javin wrote for some of them. Don't Nobody's talking to you, phone. Okay. What's this first part of the list? Are these your, these are your honorable mentions? <laughs> Rolo, Avenged Sevenfold, sponsored by Spirit Halloween Store. One of their band members is named Sinister Gates. Uh, so Javin says another arguably impossible task. This is already wordy. So we'll keep this brief three honorable mentions. I'm going to read those at the end. I did. I hadn't read yet. I just got to it when you answered me in chat. (laughs) All right. So we'll go through his first ones. Uh, I don't think they're in any particular order. So rancid and out come the wolves. I've never listened to that album. I've never listened to a rancid album, to be honest. Same. Uh, came out in 1995 seeing rancid play roots 
radicals on SNL was like someone kicking my door down and showing me the coolest thing in the universe. <laughs> Mohawks tattoo his guitars slung way too low to effectively play. Far from the only person to get sucked into the mid-90s punk revival, this record rises to the top of my massive heap. 19 songs you can't help but sing along with at max volume. Hmm. All right, I'm going to have to listen to that one for sure. Uh, so what what is the... Is it an S or a T that I type? And we'll figure it out here. Out, come... Let me know if it switches. Yep, okay. It's a, It's capital T for whatever reason. OBS, even if I'm not in it. All right, next one. Alkaline Trio, God damn it, came out in 1998. <laughs> I'll avoid writing novels for every one of these, but this passage by Brandon Kelly perfectly captures what makes this album special and why, if it was ranked list, it would be number one. So then this is a quote from whoever he just said, Brandon Kelly. You know that feeling of having wasted your life? I'm not talking about looking back to faded, half-remembered, olden days from some wrinkly shell. I'm referring to waking up and thinking, whoa, last night was a complete blur. I made a real dick of myself in front of that girl I can't stop thinking about, and I barfed in the sink at the bar. I'm wasting my life. What's wrong with me? That's wasting your life. Little moments that swirl, fade, and descend into obscurity, never to be retrieved. The spirit of wasting your life, throwing up on a floor in front of the girl you love, being a faceless, broke dick in a world of faceless, broke dicks, drunk, high, pathetic, and somehow fine with it all. No, not fine. Great with it all. God damn it is the celebration of the shitty and the happy chorus about being totally fucked and in love with someone who doesn't know you exist. And while I think that thoughts of suicide have never sounded so laid back and cool as they do in the verse of trouble breathing and that drinking beer with a girl you're not supposed to be fucking is often cool, but rarely as sweet as in sorry about that and that capturing... Sorry, I misread that. And that capturing the awesomeness of feeling totally helpless has been attempted for a while by thousands of punk kids. It has never been done as well as it has here. It's another one I'm going to have to listen to. I've never sat down and listened to an Alkaline Trio album. So good good to know where to start. Uh, uh, quick, quick sidebar. Uh, as you type that in there, mm-hmm. uh, a very limited review of an album that popped in my head is the opposite of that that makes me laugh every time uh is i forget where we saw it but the review for the hinder album just said uh for fans of high fives (laughs) that's a perfect review all right next one allison chain self-titled 1995 there was a period of time that Allison Chains was all I was listening to. I have distinct memories of spending many 40-minute bus rides to and from school, headphones on, absorbed in the devastatingly dark world Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell created. I know this isn't a popular pick for their best album, especially in a world where dirt, jar of flies, and unplugged exist, but this is my favorite album to revisit with my nearly 40-year-old ears. My mom liked Heaven Beside You, and it makes me think of her. And her liking it, in retrospect, is more than a little sad. The whole album is just damn sad. Not a stretch for Alice in, Change, Alice in Chains. It's different on this album, and unplugged in a slightly different way, though. Ken Chell probably said it best. It's the sound of a band falling apart. All this sounds terribly depressing, and I guess it is. That's sort of the point, though. They were there for me when I needed them. That's a great way to put it. I, n- I never got to know emo Mike that I just I just see little pictures of at Walmart and things like that with his 
with his hair just hanging out. I never, I never got to know <laughs> with his hair. True, true emo Mike. Uh, yeah. The I, I the way I always put Allison Chains is like there's very few bands and frontmans, frontmans, frontmen, frontmans, <laughs> who can deliver the line. Uh, Look at my heart. I decorate it like a grave. And like, if you just, if you, if you just say that, or even mm-hmm. like write it in a poem, you're like, all right, come on. But, uh, they deliver it perfectly. It's mm-hmm. just perfectly done. Um, they'll screamo. Is, is it with this screamo, Mike? What screamo? I'm just saying, I'm just saying you're just types of music. all hopped up on your 10% beer. <laughs> All right, next. The White Stripes, Icky Thump, 2007. While I never and will never fall off the punk ska bandwagon I jumped on in the mid-90s, the (laughs) lo-fi sounds of the White Stripes and their peers had my ears' attention pretty hard at the start of the 2000s. This ended up spinning me backwards and getting into bands like the, the Replacements as a happy side effect, too. Icky Thump is a band going out at the top of their game. Creative guitar playing, Meg smacking the hell of the drums, and more instrumental variety that stretches the limits of the White Stripes aesthetic without breaking it. What what a this is like I as as a non like music file, but it was a quite a, a revelation when they first came on the scene, those two. Because it was so different and so It wasn't when they fr- it wasn't until Seven Nation Army that they became like a revelation. They had two albums before that? But it, like 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 the weird like pureness of just like the two of them like it just it didn't seem like anything else at the time. Yeah, I remember when they came out. I was like, "What? Two people can just make a band?" Like it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't. I thought the most like the it least like they were trying. Like it didn't like beyond like guys that don't like act like they they're trying very hard. Act like they're not trying. Like it it genuinely felt like he didn't actually he care. He genuinely but... likes the lo-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he. I remember reading an interview with him, and one of his favorite guitars is like this lo-fi, just this Walmart guitar. And he's like, it's just, it's weird and unique, and has all these wonky little sounds that you don't get in, you know, four thousand dollar guitars. He likes that kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if lo-fi is the right term for it, but uh, whatever. My favorite album of theirs is whatever the one, the album that came out right before Seven Nation Army. I'm, I can see the cover in my head, but I, I'm blanking on the name of the album. But I love that album. Uh, this next one is a band I've never heard of, so I've obviously never listened to this album. Interesting. Go on. Sorry, I wanted to write it down. Uh, the Mezingers, On the Impossible Past. It came out in 2012. I was rifling through my record collection looking for something newer that represents adult Mike a little better and stopped here thinking, perfect, only to realize even this is from 2012. <laughs> So I guess even that says a lot about where I'm at. Catchy as hell song sung over distorted power chords. I've never listened to that album. This is a good list. Uh, And then we'll do honorable mentions. He's got three of them. Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Great pick. Uh, They Might Be Giants, Flood. Great pick. And Third Eye Blind, Self-Titled. I... That was on my list. Thank you, Lope. thank you. Um, Which one? one? Third, Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. Yeah, uh, that's a that great was, album. That was the first album that I went to. A, I went to a store and bought for myself. Nice. It's a good. Third Eye Blind. It's still a great album. 
Uh, Kanye was on my big list for sure. It wasn't uh, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, but Kanye was on my, my big list. Like I said, that, that cutting that big list down is so hard. All right. Good list. Thanks, Javin. Uh, next, we're going to go to Schwat. <gasps> Schwat got hate his breed. list in yesterday. It's all hate breed. It's all hate breed. You just couldn't choose. Schwat, quick name your hate breed song. I can't even name my hate breed we'll, song. We'll wait. Hate breed. Yeah. Rolls got it. That's that. Aren't they always called hate breed? Yeah. Uh, okay. So Schwat says, not ranked in any order. My main criteria were how I felt about the entire album as a whole, how often I've revisited them, and the nostalgia factor. Okay. Man, I think it's interesting. It's a good quadrant to like base your. Yeah, that's 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 good uh, determining factors. So I'm just gonna read through these as they are. I really, uh, man, I really like Wade's list. Allison Chains, Jar of Flies, great album. I think it's really interesting that I would I would pick Dirt. He picks Jar of Flies, and uh, Javin picked. Uh, I already forgot it. My brain, is, my brain is worthless. Oh, why did that move? Isn't it just a list of names? No, it like moved the list when I typed back into. Hold on, sorry guys. Are you in a Google Doc? Yes. What's happening? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> it like moved a bunch of stuff around. All right, whatever. I'll figure that out later. Uh, I hope someone else... Jar of Flies. I hope someone else will pick uh, Unplugged. All right, next one. Songs for the Deaf by Queens of the Stone Age. That's a Ooh. fucking great pick. Mm-hmm. You guys are gonna have to remind me again when I inevitably switch over to Joey Cam. I gotta figure out what that macro is or whatever and turn it off. Uh, Songs for the Deaf was on my shortlist. Very good choice. It's such a good album. It's so good. Or not on my shortlist. Sorry, my long list. Um, this next one I didn't consider, but it's fantastic. This is a great pick, Wade. I love this pick. Uh, I wonder if anybody else will have this on there. Z by My Morning Jacket. I was listening to that, uh, I was listening to that today. It's so good. I, I almost put it on my Did list. Did you? It's yeah. so good. I like it totally passed, like, was just not in my mind. Mm-hmm. But Z is really good. Uh, it's. I mean, it's one of it's I, I, one of the ways I I clarify to myself how much I like an album is if I've gone out of my way to buy it on vinyl, <laughs> mm. and it's one of the albums I I have on vinyl and we listen to a lot, especially in the summer. It's a great like summer go put that vinyl on. Yeah, like like when I was like trying to like talk myself into things today, <laughs> that was that was one of the ones I was like I was uh, I almost did. Oh, I was, like yeah. 
Rolo, you should check Z out and give it like, don't do it. Don't listen to it while you're doing something else. Listen to it while you're driving or mm-hmm. maybe like, uh, maybe while you're doing dishes or something, you know what I mean? We're like, really pleasant listen or, or while you're planted or something like that, just sit down. It's, it's very good, but it, it mm-hmm. should be taken in as a whole album. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. <laughs> uh, next one is Weezer blue mm-hmm. album. Ooh, blue. Okay. It's a great choice. Yeah. It's, it's, it didn't, I love that album. It didn't make it onto my long list, but it's just such a good album. I, I listened to too much Weezer in high school. That's like, just, just like, just, just having blue and green, just going. That's almost <laughs> how I felt about blue and Pinkerton was like, I've listened to these so much. Me and Rolo used to be in a semi band called crotch shot where we just covered the entire blue album and that was a lot of fun. So like I've heard blue album so much fun. a like, lot and saying so blue much, album, so much sweater, a so lot. Much, too much, too much. Weezer. <laughs> yeah. More or less a Weezer cover band. Um, and then this last one is maybe my favorite pick. Cause I don't think anybody else is going to have it on their list. And it's such a good one. Wait, No, dang it. I can't, I'm trying to think of something nothing. good. Tenacious D, Tenacious D. Ah. It's such a good album. It's mm-hmm. hysterical, but musically, it's also fantastic. It's so good. Wall of Beef, which made your short list? Uh, Blue, Blue Album or, or Tenacious D? Uh, Javin says, realize that when listening to them while we chatted about them this week, how many goddamn times did we sing Say It Ain't So in Rock Band? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so Wallaby says Tenacious D made the short list. Uh, yeah, I'm. Th- that's a great pick, Wade. That's such a good album. Dip my toe to jacuzzi, baby. I've listened to that album a bunch, and still mm-hmm. to this day, quote it often. I think earlier this week, I actually just said to Rollo, I was like, "Wall, well, you need is one." Uh, and all the time, I feel like I'm quoting. You sit in your tower. You fucking create something. Oh. I, yeah, it, I, I, it's nice when um, people just say the honorable mentions that I didn't put in. That's not an honorable mention. That's just his list. No, no the, one, the, like, the things that would have been like just off my list. Um, oh, yeah. When people are naming... Things that That's, were this close to like that being... was the reason I didn't do any honorable mentions because I was like, I'll bet you most people are going to name my honorable mentions. Yep, because you know we all grew up in the same era. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's uh, with karate, I'll kick your ass, dog. Oh, sorry guys, I'm not going to do it because it fucked up my list last time. Um, can I set it from here? Maybe no. Uh, let's see. A junior bacon double chi. Uh, it's like a cow walk through a potato field. Is that what it is? <laughs> no. What? The best part is it sounds as good when I'm singing out. Is... I couldn't do it. Cheers, Jubilee, and that's it. Small, small Dan, not, I don't know why Dan's not recording the list. I could just type. I'll start typing. I don't trust him to not lose it, I guess. 
well, if it's a Google log, I can't lose it. Good point. All right. Uh, and then Wade at the end says, I noticed that I don't listen to a lot of full albums these days, so this list actually feels kind of outdated to me. That's a great list, though. That's like I've poisoned that's, your that's wine. That was, What's the, a kick-ass Duke? That's the thing that I was running into two ways. Just like I, the things that like you would sit down and like listen to that I listened to with my friends or when we were out on the boat or at the cabin, aren't like I don't I, I haven't just I haven't just listened to, uh, I don't I haven't listened to a bunch of CDs like full albums like as as recently like I listened to Cake. A cake album so much because it was just on the like on the radio like at our cabin for a couple of years that's what a lot of these albums are for me that like in high school i only had a cd player and you couldn't walk around with a bunch of cds so you just like this is a new album and this is the album i'm listening to for several mm-hmm. weeks until whatever releases a new album but i still i still will ver- like pretty often just put on an album uh okay so you're starting over list taking yeah i'll do it all right. Oh, I, I'm also going to. Um, I'm just going to type it in here. Um, something that kick I, your ass here to Tiananmen Square. Um, something that I completely forgot about that I'll bring up after that I feel bad that I didn't think of them. Oh, I guess we'll see if somebody else somebody else does it. Um, I think if Matt had done a list, this would have been on there. Okay. But, I Matt was the only one where I was like, Matt might get Tenacious D on there, but it doesn't count now because it's after Schwad already said it. Mm-hmm. It's a great list, Schwat. Yeah. All right, next one. Rolo, we're at your list. You son of a bitch. Wade wins, Matt loses. Such is the story of life. Yeah, that's how it always goes. Um, Rolo's got... I'm going to... These aren't in any order, right, Rolo? It doesn't look like they are. Because I'm going to read one of these last because it was... So, so close to being on my list. All right. First one. Dream Theater. Scenes from a memory. That's... That's Rob. That's the most, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you can just write scenes from a memory. Um... <laughs> I love your opening sentence. I'm not sure how to keep this short. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't, I think that's how they that's the first thing he said when he, tried, when he started writing the album that's, that's perfect uh, this album in many ways redirected the course of my life at the time I had never heard anything like it the quality of songwriting concept structure and of course performance were all cranked to an 11 in a way that completely reshaped the way I thought about music it was in many ways my introduction to prog music But furthermore, it was a catalyst to take my academic life in a direction of audio engineering. Not long after my introduction to this album, my CD visor would slowly be taken over completely by Dream Theater albums or other John Petrucci-based musical projects, like a musical virus. Yes, I am your god. (laughs) Uh, I had some very rewarding catching up to do on a genre of music that mysteriously sat dormant in my life up until that point. Uh... That album's great. Dream Theater is a band I've always wanted to be more into, but for some reason their lead singer's vocals just, I can't, it keeps me from appreciating that band to a degree that I want to. I don't know why. They're, he's, it's not like he's a bad vocalist. There's just something about it that doesn't connect with me. 
So the only job Kushi I know is the fake YouTube video. Of yeah, that's Ro Rolo didn't write that in there. That was my addition. Yes, I am your god. <laughs> <laughs> Controls how many people die. A minute. <laughs> well, so dumb. Uh, all right, next one. Kill switch engage, alive or just breathing. Which I really think that alive, alive or just breathing is the name of a track on that album too. I think that's the best track of that whole album. It's fucking awesome. A perfect metalcore album through and through. How do I know? Because it invented metalcore. <laughs> <laughs> this al album is singularly responsible for broadening my horizon with metal music, introducing me to the screamy stuff. I owe a lot of the music that I absolutely adore today to this album, a band, and band. It is an absolute gem. Every single damn song is good, with tempo changes and riffs that keep you guessing and lyrical content that is both aggressive and positive. It's a good old time. Uh, yeah, that's a perfect way to explain that album. It's so good. It's so it's just heavy, and but I love aggressive and positive. It's positively aggressive, like Kill Switch, and specifically this album just has it's. I I always have this moment. I remember from being a kid, my dad just kind of saying like, "How could you like? I don't understand. You're not an angry guy. How could you listen to this?" And I was like, "Well, first off, you just don't know me because I." I am angry, but you're not around. So, but also there's like a bunch of positivity in all this metal music that I really connect with and is really important. Uh, yeah. Alive or just breathing is great. This was another one that was really, really hard. This almost beat out Iowa for me. Rolo Ooh. machine head, the blackening. <laughs> <laughs> it opens in a very Rob way. Come on, man. It's the blackening. How much more can I gush over this album? Did you ever wish that you were around when a certain classic metal album came out? Well, this is a classic metal album, and it came out at a time that I was around and listening to metal. <laughs> it was truly something special. Not going to go deep on this one. You all know my thoughts on this one. It's a perfect metal album. Done deal. Yeah. It, it basically came down to this and Iowa for me. Um you don't like the drums or wait, is this the album you like the drums on? I can't remember Javin. Uh, the blackening is in my, in my opinion, the blackening is the best metal album that's ever been recorded. I don't think there's a better one. Uh, Oh, he doesn't like August for red drum. Okay. Yeah. I just, I don't think there's a better metal album out there. I think it's the best one. It just didn't, it didn't make it in my, my, desert island <laughs> requirement but it's it's so good that's a great choice um okay and then this one sage francis a healthy distrust it may surprise some but i was a big 80s and 90s rap and hip-hop kid i had heard a lot of artists but i had never heard anyone as unique as sage francis or since his beginnings were mostly in slam poetry and when he moved over to hip-hop he took a lot of that style with him he is unlike anyone else I've ever heard. His nearly, near constant flurry of intelligently crafted lyrics written with mostly metaphors and double entendres will have you scratching your head and deciphering song meanings long after your first many listens. On the surface, he is a skilled rapper with fantastic beats to boot, but below is a treasure trove of substance waiting to be deciphered by anyone with the interest in the deep dive. Take any one line and you could think on it and piece it together how it fits the big picture of the song. And I love that. The attention to detail is strong on this one. <clears throat> That's a great pick. 
I know Saint Francis because of uh, Big J. And yeah, I don't know that I've ever listened to that album specifically, but I'm sure I've heard a lot off of it at the very least. Uh, all right. And then the one, this was, this was, this was maybe the hardest. No, there's one other album that was harder to keep off my list than this, but this was very, very, very hard to keep off my list. The Proto Men Act Two. <laughs> And this, yeah, again, Rollo, this opening line is perfect. This is how you tell a story on an album. Did you ever want a very, very dark and gritty retelling of the Mega Man origin story with musical concepts and styles that slowly morph and change as the album proceeds to fit perfectly with the changing atmosphere of what is happening in the story? No? <laughs> we'll go to hell. <laughs> okay. I have a distinct memory of laying down with the lyrics of this album, which also... Oh, it's Joey. Uh, which also is basically stage notes like you were reading a play and just zoning out and losing myself in this album. This album stands on its own without the story, definitely. From a music perspective, it is varied, creative, and phenomenal. But ever since doing that lyrical reading, I can't help but re-lose myself in the story as much as each song plays, giving me countless moments of goosebumps as it goes. I love this so much. If you've never listened to Act 2 by the Proto Men, go listen to it because... Even if you don't appreciate the story, it's just, a f it's so well produced and it's, it's just so perfect. It's perfect. It really is. It's, it's one of the few perfect albums that have, that's ever been put out there. Uh, and then, yeah, it tells, it tells a story that even if you don't know Mega Man, I think you could listen to that story and just... Mm -hmm love it but then yeah if you know Mega Man and the background that goes into it it's just even better it's just a perfect mm -hmm. album it's so good alright you going pee I don't want I don't want to read the list without you here we're just going to sit here in silence how many more of this we got? Here, we'll go through my parents' list real quick before we go on to other people who are watching live's list because my parents did a lazy job with their list this time and even yelled at me about it. All right. <clears throat> my parents did their list together, so I have no idea whose is what's. Um, but So it's going to be 10 albums, but it's five apiece. One of these albums I know is a repeat. Uh from the last time but we're just going to say it's on the other person's list because it wasn't on the other person's list last time and yes javin's right rollo it's a great list all right so their list combined it's just going to be 10 and i'm going to go through them real quick uh john prine 1971 obviously if you're old enough that that album came out it should be on your list um nora jones come away with me that was on my long list. Uh, again, one I own on vinyl. Just a fantastic album. Come away with me. Um, it's it's just, it's a lot of covers. Yeah, Chevin says not fair. They're too old. <laughs> um, this one's really good. I'm this one could have almost made it on my big list, but it didn't. Eric Clapton's Unplugged album. Mm -hmm. That's a dynamite album. 
I need to listen to that. So did you get that, John Prine? Yep. Uh, come away with Northern. me. And then Eric Clapton unplugged. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is... Very solid pick. Dixie Chicks, Wide Open Spaces. And now my stepdad officially gets to have this on the list. Santana, Supernatural. <laughs> they like. There's the story of uh, a stagehand... Uh, when Eric Coffin's like setting up, he's just kind of like alone, and he's like singing like "Tears in Heaven" by, and like he's out there, he's, he's kind of like he starts crying on stage, and like this guy just like he just remembers it so vividly, <laughs> and like I think it was all like a, like I remember the nineties or something like that, or uh, or the two thousands, but they like they were just like talking about how like how pure that like the emotion and the moment in that song is for him. That song has come on twice since I've had kids, and both times I've just been like, nope. <laughs> just, nope just nope out of that fuck yeah good old standby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not 10% Ben Paddle did you drink that whole thing well, it's, only a, it's, a, it's a tiny can oh I thought it was a crawler no <laughs> after work tomorrow uh, next one is Hotel California by the Eagles when the fuck did that come out I don't it's my parents they've been alive since Holy shit, I keep thinking this. My, I'm like, that was like 19. <laughs> uh, next one is Magical Mystery Tour by the Beatles. This isn't fair. They get to pick these. That's what Javin said. This isn't fair. They're too old. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, thriller. And then um, the last. Where's, where's Leah Brown? We need him. The last two are Bridge Over Troubled Water. Hmm? And then uh, Blood on the Tracks by Dylan. Oh, let me just go through and pick some of the best albums ever made. Ever made. <laughs> Take that. Oh, no. Uh, Miller. Miller's. <laughs> All right. Next is Pat. Uh, <laughs> I missed half those because okay. they're all just great albums that no one cares about. Yeah. I was too busy being angry at them. That's fine. Those albums, people have listened to all those. Well, here, let's get the... So Supernatural, what's up, Supernatural? Uh, hold on, god damn it. Dan! <laughs> uh, okay, Come Away With Me. Yep, Unplugged. Did you get Unplugged? Uh, Dixie yep. Chicks, Wide Open Spaces. Supernatural. Hotel California. And then it's like, yeah, Magical Mystery Tour, Thriller, Bridge Over Troubled Water, Blood on the Tracks by Dylan. Yeah, Liam. So they just get all the music? Well, they also have to be in their 70s. All right. So, Pat, you ready to type Pat's list? Mm-hmm. Hell Freezes Over by the Eagles? When did that come out? Somebody fact check Pat real quick. Modern Eagles? Look. 90s live know, album. We all know I'm an Eagles guy. Wall of Beef says it's a 90s live album. Oh. And Rolos are the same thing. So add it to the list so we can keep going. It's on there. Okay. Next one, Pulse by Pink Floyd. Is that also a live album? It must be. I don't know. I've never heard it. 
Uh, he's, I got, I got he's got another one that uh, I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so I'm going to skip that one. He's got Dookie by Green Day. Ooh, okay. Oh, is Pulse a best of? Because then that one doesn't qualify. Somebody look it, it says, up. It says live album by Pink Floyd. Okay. So Dookie. Ooh, maybe remastered though. This, but we'll have to we'll have to check on this one. Okay. So if somebody wants to dig into it, they can. I don't care. That yeah. Much. If somebody checks into it and finds out it was recorded before Pat was born, we'll take it we'll off get the out. list. Don't worry. All right. So Dookie by Green Day. Did you get that one? Mm-hmm. This next one. You ready to be bricked, Rolo? Vulgar Display of Power by Pantera. It's a fucking great choice. I love it. At the end of his list, he says, too lazy to explain them. Pantera was blasted every morning on the way to high school. <laughs> bricked! Uh, what one was on your short list, Wallbeef? The Dookie or Vulgar Display? Um, and then, the, so remember how I said at the beginning of this, I really wish that I had had six spots, Pantera. Um, well, the, Pat's got one other choice that I haven't read yet because I saved it for last. This is the album that I said I really wanted a six spot for. Lateralis by Tool. Ooh, yeah. It's, it was, it was heartrending. To keep lateralis off my list you're you're a real tool head dude i if you want to talk about cds stuck in a cd player it's lateralis and anima or however you're supposed to say that uh it was i listen to lateralis so much uh that was a hard one to keep off there that's a great list pat Kind of, mm-hmm. kind of towing the line with two live albums. All right, next, Jeff Schwartzbauer. Two, two live albums from like two, like stalwarts of the music scene. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, let me let me just pick Farewell Three for the Eagles here. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh, this is in chronological order of release. I also excluded duplicate bands from previous lists. Good job, Jeff. Ooh, bands entirely. Nice. I, I like the dedication. All right, first one, Aerosmith, Permanent Vacation, mm. 1987. First tape I ever listened to on repeat and my favorite of anything I heard as a kid when released that I still enjoy almost as much today. Mm. Awesome. Uh, hey, 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 Neutral Milk Hotel. That's already on the list because I'll email you the first parts of the list. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the airplane over the sea. Out of the hundreds of indie pop rock records I had purchased and pirated in the early 2000s, this still stands heads and shoulders over everything else, which is probably because it was the f- father to all of them. I'm definitely going to have to listen to that album. I've never listened to it. I thought the Parks and Rec one was originally going to be Bobby Night Ranger, but that doesn't make any sense. I don't get your joke. It's from the remember when they do like the big like Pawnee, uh save Pawnee thing? Yes, okay. And like there's Bobby Knight Ranger and it's if they're all dressed like Bobby Knights and they throw chairs. Don't worry about it. All right, next it's one. A, it's a joke for me and sports douchebags. <laughs> Andrew WK, I get wet. Mm. Uh still the most exciting music moment in my life was seeing the video for Party Hard. It pegged every rock music button I have. That like, 
me me thinking about what I said about uh, um, did you get that one on the list? Jack, Jack White. Yeah, I put it on there. Yeah. Um, that it, it goes more so for seeing Andrew WK in that video for Party Hard. Yeah. That, that just the sheer exuberance of that music was something else. He is he is a yeah he is a force unto himself. Mm-hmm. Wallaby says I teared up listening to that album today. Neutral Milk Hotel. I'm gonna have to listen to it. <laughs> he says, but yeah, I get what felt like aliens came down and gave it to me. I I really like his new single. I I'm pretty excited for that album. His new single is great. Seems like a genuinely great person too. All right, uh, the next he does, yeah. The next one I've never heard of this band or this album. So the caretaker, an empty bliss beyond this world, is the album title. An empty bliss beyond this world, twenty eleven. An album I've heard for the first time in twenty twenty and is probably the newest record to latch onto me in a commanding way since the early two thousands. Unlike anything else on my list, it's a collection of chopped and edited, chopped and editing and slowed Dixieland jazz tune with heaps of reverb that pulls you away into another realm. Well, I'm gonna have to listen to that. That sounds awesome. An empty bliss beyond the world. The caretaker. It's a great list, Jeff. He said he says you missed one. I missed one. Oh, I did. Jeez, how did I even do that? I'm sorry. La- <laughs> sorry. Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. Okay. A rock record that seemed to swagger up out of the creepiest basement and into my brain. A totally <laughs> eclectic record. Eclectic is a great way to explain or uh, detail that record. A totally eclectic record from start to end with different singers and pace, but always a bit sinister. Plus, I loved the radio theme throughout. Yeah, that's that's a terrific album. Good list, Jeff. I'm ex- I'm mm-hmm. genuinely excited to listen to "An Empty Bliss Beyond This World." That's a great. That's a fucking great title. Oh that's yeah. like uh, uh, John Fushante has to record only water for ten days. I I love that. The name of that album. That's just it's fantastic. Thank you for the list. All right, JR. Ooh, the freshest list we got. No, we have one fresher than Did JR. Did Vitamanderson give us one? Nope, not Vitamanderson. You can't even hear yeah, it. Not He's permanently banned from this chat. <laughs> well, he never comes in, so. <laughs> All right, JR's top five. Pearl Jam 10. Fuck yeah, Boom. JR. Fuck yeah. We got a 10. We finally got 10. Got a 10 on there. We finally got 10. Now I can listen to this playlist and get the best of verses and 10. <laughs> I did not know JR was a big Pearl Jam fan. That makes me happy. Uh, ooh, uh, th- this is unexpected. I, not the, la- the last one that I'll read is unexpected. Uh, next one is Incubus, Make Yourself. Ooh. I haven't listened to that album in years. I did, like two weeks ago, listen to Science. I still love Science by Incubus. I remember me and you talking about when this idea first came up and you first did like talking about how much we listened to Incubus Yeah, for I, like a few years there. <laughs> I listened to Incubus a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I know Go that on. I, I think the show it was great. I know that I listened to Morning View within probably the last five years, and it just didn't hit me the same way. Um, but I still love science. Now I'm gonna have to listen to Make Yourself. Hey, 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 hey. Schwat, you were right. We got uh, Allison Chains unplugged. We got a plug. Yep. Got uh, got all the. Oh, no, there's no dirt in there. Nobody got to dirt. Darn. Uh, unplugged by Allison Chains, which, in my opinion, is the best thing they did. Uh, but if you're just talking about studio albums, I think it's dirt. Um, Rage Against the Machine, Gorilla Radio. Like, I was really, I was kind of genuinely surprised that I didn't pick it, or someone didn't pick it. Uh, that you didn't. It. I went like when I went back and thought about it, it was more so the feeling that like the song Gorilla Radio gave me. Okay. More so than the entire album gotcha. itself. You like you like some of their radio singles, but not necessarily ha- have sat down. I, like, I, 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 like I still like the whole like the whole shebang. Right. But it, it, I, I listen more to. Right. Uh, I'm like, just yeah, saying, yeah, you've never like sat down and listened to their albums on repeat. Yeah, like a whole. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I've listened to an entire one the whole way through. Uh, Jr says. Unplugged was his first exposure to Alice in Chains. Uh, it wasn't my first exposure, but I remember I heard so many of their songs on 93X so much that I just, like, I didn't ever consider them at all. And then, like, right after high school, my buddy Steve was like, have you ever like, – because I was talking about how great Nirvana's Unplugged album was because mm-hmm. I had never really spent much time with Nirvana in high school. Uh, and he was like, dude – Alice in Chains Unplugged is better than Nirvana's. You should listen to that. And that it was the same thing for me where I it was like I listened to Alice in Chains and it was all it, it was almost like the Unplugged album taught me how to listen to that band. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like listening listening to their Unplugged album and then going back and revisiting their albums, it made them like fresh even though I'd heard so many of those songs to death on the radio. After really listening to Unplugged, it just it it gave it a different feel. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, like I'll go back, but because I don't know if I ever said it on here, but I've said you know, like you you've heard me say it, but I remember sit, like sitting in my living room as a kid in high school, and all of a sudden, like the video for Gorilla Radio came on the TV. I'm like, why? Why am I not listening to more of this? <laughs> Like this is like this is it, it just sounded so great. I'm like, what the, what, what the hell have I been listening to? Like, it's how got, much music have I not been listening to? This is insane. An aggressive sound that is great for young men. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Wall Beef said the same thing I did. Allison Chains was just synonymous with the radio for me. Always on the edge, and all the other alternative stations. I still mm-hmm. to this day, every once in a while, I'll be in my car flipping through, and 93X will just have an Allison Chains song on. Um. And JR says, plus the backstory of that album is really interesting. They only rehearsed a handful of times. Lane was all jacked up. Those, like, that, what MTV did with those unplugged albums is... Oh, yes. Thanks, Wall of Beef. That, Guerrilla Radio is the Battle of Los Angeles. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, what what MTV did with those unplugged albums for a couple of years there is... Yeah, it was something special. Un- un- yeah. Because I... Eric Clapton unplugged, Nirvana unplugged. Oh, that was one other thing I was going to say about Pearl Jam is 
uh, Pearl Jam had done an unplugged that didn't air originally. I'm pretty sure it didn't air. And then, anyways, years later, they released it on like a special edition DVD. Mm-hmm. And I I bought it up. I bought it up. I was reading a comment. You bought, you bought all the copies of it? I bought it up. I was reading a comment and trying to talk. Uh, I bought it right away and went home and watched it expecting it to be like... Because this is what... I think we lived in Woodbury 1, our first apartment in Eagle Valley. Okay. Uh, and like I, I was expecting it to be... I mean, I was already in love with Pearl Jam at this point, but I was expecting it to be like Nirvana's Unplugged or Alice in Chains mm-hmm. Unplugged, where it was this whole different take on their songs. And it just, even though it's unplugged and they're acoustic, it just sounds like Pearl Jam. And mm-hmm. like Eddie Vedder still has the same like energy and ferocity that he does anyways. And it was, it's mm-hmm. just, I, I loved it because it was just this example of like, you can't make Pearl Jam not Pearl Jam. Even when you made them like unplugged, they were still just like it mm-hmm. kind of made sense after watching it. Like, yeah, it makes sense that it didn't go on unplugged because it didn't. It's not like a new take on their songs. They just still sound like Pearl Jam. Yeah, I think the <laughs> Jerry Kitchell like slips on a banana peel. Hold on, Jerry has one more on his list that I haven't got to. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Opeth, Damnation. I didn't know oh, you listened yeah. to Opeth. Uh, I know, I know, uh, Rolo digs opeth too that's a great list i'm gonna have to go back and revisit make yourself uh battle of los angeles have listened to and rage is you know their debut they're self-titled they're just so good oh hell yeah uh like because yeah like the tony bennett unplugged won the grammy in 95 for best for best traditional pop vocal album really the tony like tony bennett in 95 like unplugged I have to listen to that as well. Won the won the, uh, won the Grammy. Good list, thanks, Jr. Yeah. All right, and now for the freshest of fresh lists. Uh oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect from Liambra. Oh, okay. It's going to be all Dave Matthews. One Dave Matthews. Oh, good. He one. has this album on here. Oh, he's got two on here. One Liam. We need to hug. What Jake Johnson? I think it's his, I think it's how you say. It. I think it's who it is. What Jake Johnson? Wait, what uh, were your guesses? Uh, one Dave Matthews, one Jake Johnson. Um, I'm out. I don't know. <laughs> Do it. There's one other really it. obvious one. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Thank you. All right, Liam. Oh, John Mayer. John Mayer. Yeah. Are these showing up on any of the other best lists? Probably not. These are the best to me. That I will and still do listen to front to back. Bring on the hate. I love it. Uh, so I'm gonna. It doesn't seem like they're in any order. So I'm gonna book. So I'm gonna. <laughs> so I'm gonna read them in my order because two of these albums were on my uh, my big list. They didn't. They didn't make my final list, but they were on my bigger list. All right. So first one is Limp Biscuit, Significant Other. Ooh. Which Limp Biscuit album is that? Three dollar bill, y'all. I listened to two or three years ago and was like, I still like this album. I I have distinct <laughs> memories of being 18 and driving around California with Dan and his parents' convertible, blasting chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. <laughs> Just being idiots. It was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of you says, 
Liam played that 200,000 times at Best Buy. Does that have behind blue eyes on it? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one, Dave Matthews Band, Before These Crowded Streets. That's a fantastic album. Yeah. It is a really good album. Uh, I think my favorite Dave Matthews Band is Dave Matthews Band Live at Central Park. It's like a double CD. The only two Dave Matthews Band things that I owned was Before These Crowded Streets and then this double album. Uh, I think it's live at Central Park or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was the other one that I thought should be obvious. Uh, John Mayer. Oh, is it just is it just all titled? No, it's Any Given Thursday. It's a live album. But I I, I just always John, when I hear John Mayer, I think Liam. Mm-hmm. Dave Matthews Band, I think Liam. John Mayer, I think Liam. Mm-hmm. Jake Johnson or whatever his name was. Somebody said it. Jack Johnson. Making banana pancakes. Uh, okay, and then these two were on my big list. Uh, Atmosphere, God Loves Ugly. It's one of my Ooh. favorite hip-hop albums of all time. It's so I, it's so good. and it's. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm, I've just always been a... Um... Oh, Christ. Why can't I think of his name right now? <laughs> Semeron uh, wasn't on your list, JR. <laughs> uh, fuck. The, the, the other Minnesota hip-hop guy. I can't think of his name right now. I'm drawing, I'm currently drawing a complete blank. POS? POS. I, I, I have always... I've, I've just always been POS over Atmosphere, personally. Mm. Not for me. PO, I mean, POS is great, but God Loves Ugly is... I mean, it's not sad boy rap, but it it's like rap about heartbreak and... and I don't know. It's... It's really good. It's really, really good. It's Midwest rap. It's the best kind of rap. All right. And then this one. <laughs> Breathing Scarlet was a Grammy sub. This one uh, this one made it real close to my final list, uh, but got X'd out at the end. Sublime, self-titled. Oh, boy. I didn't even think of Sublime. Yeah. Holy shit. It's It's... A phenomenal album. I actually on my I, big list. I've, I've listened to that so much. Right on my, my big like on, the history of my life. On my big list, I had forty ounces to freedom and self titled. Uh, yeah, both. And and self titled came pretty close to being the only thing that the only thing that kind of took it out of my final list was like I was like I don't this this is an album though that I only re- listened to for like three or four months out of the year. Like, I'm not sitting in the middle of fucking frigid January going, like, I'm going to listen to some Sublime. <laughs> yeah, no Sublime time. You know what I mean? Like, the other albums I can listen to at any point, but in the dead of winter, it was like, I'm not going to listen to Sublime. And it was, like, kind of the only reason I cut it out, because that album is thank, thank you, Liam, for coming in hot at the end with for with, saying Sublime. With great picks. I, I completely forgot about Sublime, and I feel bad about it. We we will be playing it this summer. I guarantee it. It's, so it's, good. it's hard. It, it's impossible not to. Uh, quick shout out to the one I forgot. Um, no one else mentioned. It's not like a greatest of all time thing, but I did listen to it a lot. Um, and that's Ratatat. What's what's Ratatat? I know the name of that band. It's like the uh, kind of like electronic. Um, 
there's there's no no lyrics. Oh yeah, I listened to a bunch of Ratatat at some point. Yeah, but we we went we went hard into Ratatat for a year there. We, oh, went, we went to the show. Matt would have what's that band Matt would have? Did we go? To, we went to a Ratatat show. I went to a Ratatat show. You must have been there. I don't go to shows like willy nilly. I have zero memory of that. I, th- I think I definitely went Wall because I feel like he was there and the guy was playing the, the Nintendo Wii controllers. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, okay, yeah, definitely, definitely Wall was there. Uh, not Ratatat. They, um, fuck me. I can't think of the name of this band. No, Matt, Matt is Ratatat. Edward Sharp, Magnetic Zeros. Not Muse. A a Daft Punk. Oh, Christ, he might pick a Muse album. Um, All I can think of... uh, God damn it. Florence and the Machine. They have a song called Ooey Gooey or something like that. Song Ooey Gooey. Glass Animals. Glass Animals is for sure on Matt's list. Yeah. Matt, your, your top five albums from your lifetime are... A Ratatouille album, a Daft Punk album, a Glass Animals a, album, a Edward Sharp and Magnetic Zeros album, and maybe a Florence and the Machine album. No, you're leaving out Genesis. Like there's but a bunch of other stuff I, that Matt would have on I, his I, list. He doesn't get to say it now. It's too late. No, of course not. He can't say. He can't say if I'm right or wrong because we'll, he forgot to give us one. We'll ban him. Um, but yeah, I could definitely see Muse because wow, we played that Muse album for way too long. That, I, don't know, uh, I don't know if Muse would make his list, but yeah, it was it was in there pretty hard. Um. Okay. So a little justice. The other the other honorable mention I had that didn't get listed. Mm-hmm. Uh. I have I have two of them. One that I rated a ten, but didn't make it because I have a lot that I rated ten, but didn't make mm-hmm. it to my last. Oh no, I have three. I'm sorry. Enter mm-hmm. the enter the woo. Okay, we're there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Enter the woo was a ten, but didn't make it to my last. Uh Oh wow, he didn't have a whatever band I just named and I already forgot. Um, but yeah, enter the woo was fantastic. Um, another one that I was surprised wasn't on anybody's list is uh, the Devil and God. Are raging inside me. Nobody list no huh? What's that? The Devil and God are Raging Inside Me is by Brand New. It I kinda expected it to be on Happy Blapper's list or maybe even Javin's list. Uh but the Devil and God, that's an awesome one. Uh um, GR, we are gonna do a, a Spotify playlist of all these albums. Yeah, there there will be one. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, okay, Happy Leper says it was a toss-up between that and My Chemical Romance. I don't... Yeah, on any given day, I'd pick one or the other. Um, any, any he just Sunday says no. We don't tweet stock information, so I guess you don't have to follow us. Um, another one was... Oh, I'm, I lied. I had more on here. White Pony. I was kind of surprised White Pony didn't make it on anybody's list. White Pony by the Deftones is fucking awesome. Um, such a good album. Relationship of Command was another one that was very close for me. Um, Relationship of Command is at the drive-in, who are the precursors to the Mars Volta. 
And then an album that I haven't listened to in a dec over a decade, maybe arguably close to decades, mm-hmm. that I listened to and was like kind of making fun of that I was going to listen to in work chat. And then <laughs> like I started it and then in work chat I was like, oh, oh no. Infest by Papa Roach. Mm-hmm. Papa Roach is arguably the most important band of my youth. I was For fucking. Ob- team. I was fucking obsessed with them. I was on their street team. I've met them four times. Oh fuck! I meant to get this thing out for this. Uh, I've met them four times because if you were on their street team, you would get backstage passes. I like got to hang out with them before shows. Free tickets to their shows. Street team. Cut my life into pieces. This is the last. I have a I have a painting that I did, I of the lead singer, and I left a little box in it for them all to sign, but I hadn't quite finished it when I brought it, and so there was still a blank part of the painting, and they all drew their own little cockroaches in it. It's just I think this is a cool story. Their drummer Dave was like. Here, we'll we'll all draw a part here, and then you paint over it, and then only we'll know and you'll know that it's there. And they all drew their own little version of a cockroach, and then I took it back to high school and finished painting over it. Uh, but then I also have a little box that has all their signatures, and I still have it up in my garage. I, me- I meant to get it down so I could, like, have it. <laughs> but Infest, I was sitting in my office like, holy shit, I still love this album. It still sounds good. There were three tracks, like, kind of the middle end of it where it's like, yeah, all right, like, these probably don't need to be on here, but it needed to be, like, an album. <laughs> uh, but it was just so important to me. And it was – I was listening to that album, Broken Home came on, uh, and it, like, the, the part of me that really resonated with Broken Home as a kid is still in me somewhere. It was just kind of a cool moment to be like, wow, this is still an impactful song for me, like – 35 years old with my own stable marriage and my like kids and it was it was just a a moment of like man the song is so important i gotta remember that when my kids are teenagers like how important music can seem to you at the time but even at 35 there was just still a part of that song that just hit me (laughs) uh but in infest was an honorable mention i really wanted to get on there because i was genuinely surprised by how much i still liked that album uh, if if it was the last ten years, I probably would have put a um, a St. Vincent album on there. Yeah, why didn't you have St. Vincent? I don't know. Huh. I, I I I I almost put um, Mass Seduction on there, but I just didn't. I don't know. I kind of it was it was it was close like. Like I, I've I've listened to her a lot, like uh, over over these last few years. So yeah, I, I expected you to have one of her albums on there. It was it was it was definitely close. I'm interested in her new album. I've I liked the one single she had from it a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for all your lists, everybody. That was super fun. Um, Ooh, uh, oh yeah, I'll have to see that on Saturday. I really, really, when the global pandemic is over. Uh, I realize I've never seen Iron and Wine live, and I want to see him live so bad now. Um, yeah, Jagged Little Pill, the like the fastest selling album ever for a female at the time. 
Um, and I'm here to remind, remind you, Dave Coulier. You so, you gonna sing the whole thing? No. So, we're gonna wrap up next month. Is the month of April, and we will do a. Uh, I'm answering that question right now, Javin. He wants to give you something easy so you don't have to like worry about it for an entire month. Yeah, we're going to do hopefully an easier list because Dan, right before the podcast started, was like, let's do this next. And I was like, no, let's <laughs> let's, let's give everybody a month off. of. Let's just do an easier list that I thought sounded super fun and Rolo thought sounded super fun. So we're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next month's list that will be due, when's the last day in April? Uh, or the last day we'll do it in April. Calendar. 29th. Okay. So it'll be due the 29th is, uh, holy shit. Um, top five movie props you wanted to own as a kid. Can they do, does that mean like you would get the Millennium Falcon? That's uh, a good question. No, in my opinion, because well, like movie prop, like the prop that they used to film the you Dan Belzerian, gross. Is that a prop or a set? Yeah, I'm. So a prop would be like the like the the Golden Skull or in Indiana Jones or the you know. Skull. That's your favorite Indiana Jones movie? What's the, what's the thing he moves and replaces with a bag of sand? It's like a little gold medal, dude. Uh, Schwad asked a good question. Do you have to be able to lift it? In my mind, it was like, what's a prop that you saw as a kid that you wanted really bad just so you could play pretend with it? It's not the real thing. It's the actual prop. Yeah, Correct. like the actual yeah. prop. So you couldn't fly around in the... Like, that's another list entirely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top five, like, fictional things in a movie you wish you had. Um, Prop that is smaller than a Geo Metro. I don't get your joke, Wall Beef. Does it have to be a literal memory or, like, me looking back? Yes. Okay, Javin. Perfect. Not a joke. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know what you're asking then. Uh, so Javin says, like, the like the Back to the Future DeLorean isn't a prop. Correct. But... Even uh, technically it is a prop because it was a car they drove. But those shoes that he had that, like... Remember the internet tried to release those a little bit ago? Yeah, they, they, they released Nike made them. Okay, they made them. Uh, th- like those were a- those are a prop that you maybe had wanted to own. I don't know how this list might be hard because I don't know if I can think of five. But I brought it up to Rollo and it was like that seems fun. Um, or yeah, like the little train set that Doc has in his in his garage that could be a prop that you wanted to play with. Um, then you can. Uh, have a blapper. If you cut a DeLorean into five pieces, then you could only have one piece of it. Cut my DeLorean into pieces. Stop. Um, hoverboard. S- prop. Hoverboard. Prop. Um, but, it doesn't, but it doesn't function as a hoverboard, Lee. 
Yeah, it's just a prop. You just still have to use your imagination. Like that's the key rule. That's the key rule I'm trying to get a- across. Is like, you could have the prop, but then you'd still just be, uh, you know, like a seven-year-old jumping on it, imagining that you're riding around on it. Okay. Okay. Um, but like the bullwhip from Indiana Jones, that's a prop, and it would still just function like a regular bullwhip. So Wall Beef says he's not sure he has anything that qualifies for it. We'll yeah, figure it out. I don't know. It might not be a good list. We'll see. But we're taking a break because also my wife asked at one point, she's like, are you guys only ever going to do movies and music? Uh, and this is kind of, or no, I think she just asked, are you only ever going to do music? Why? Because there was a lot of stuff in Indiana Jones I wanted. <laughs> I fucking loved that movie as a kid. Uh, okay. Well, how, no, I see what you're saying, Wall of Beef. Is there a prop that you think you would have liked as a kid? Or just, how about just top five movie props? Uh, the actual plane prop from Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it won't be a good list, but that's the list we're going to do. Top five movie propellers. That's, that's an even worse list. Okay, that's framed better. Perfect. Um, yeah, I guess it, do, it doesn't have to be one that you wanted as a kid. That's probably how I'll think of it because I always remember seeing things in movies where it was like, oh, I want I want that to just play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 36 Ninja says the word prop has lost all meaning. <laughs> um. But yeah, it could even be just like, what? what's a prop that you would love to have even as an adult? You know, like as an adult, would you like to have the actual briefcase from Pulp Fiction? Or, uh, or yeah, a prop could be uh, any of the miniatures that they, lo- they lose, that they use in uh, Star Wars. Right? That would be a prop. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says I would like I would want a real functioning hoverboard from Back to the Future 2 but not a prop in the movie to just hold. <laughs> um top 5 movie props. I'm going to do it like movie props that I would have loved to have had as a kid or something that would be cool when eventually I do like get stuff up here behind me. Um it's I, I guess both javin like well, if need no to we're have... not we're n- it's it won't function as the make-believe way that it does <laughs> it wouldn't like the hoverboard wouldn't function it would just be the hoverboard prop which me as a kid i would have loved that hoverboard prop to just play around with <laughs> Um, but you're, you're not like actually getting a memory wipe thing from men in black. You would get, you would get the prop, but it wouldn't actually light. It wouldn't wipe anybody's memory. I feel like unless unless you inadvertently got the real one somehow, I guess. (laughs) Correct. Yeah, yeah, you already own it. Yeah. Javin, that's a hundred percent correct. 
Uh, if you say lightsaber, you don't get a real lightsaber. You just have the same shitty collectible. Uh, but to Rolo's point, it would be the one or one of the ones that they used while actually filming the movie. Mm-hmm. Which are technically less cool because they aren't designed to be cool. They're designed to be shot in a film. So it's, if you like collectibles... <laughs> Then, then that's cool. I don't like collectibles, but I know that there's a bunch of props from movies that I thought would be fun to have and play around with as a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll we'll fine tune it, I'm sure, as we go on, and then we'll just have to tweet out the rules. And Jr. Yeah. won't Jr. won't know them because he refuses to follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. At TMSS underscore podcast on Twitter. What? Who follows us on Twitter? Uh, Happy does and Javin does. Okay. Kibby does. Um. <laughs> well, Pete says I went to some sci-fi museum years and years ago that had a bunch of real props and they looked so cheap up close. Um. Yeah, we'll fine-tune the list and we'll we'll tweet about it more. Mm-hmm. Uh. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This was fun. Dan's list for the month of May is going to make you hate Dan more than you already do, I think. Oh, it's, it, it, we're just building a pyramid of hate. <laughs> um, if this is your first time listening to us, you can subscribe to us in whatever app you get podcasts in. Just go to our page and hit subscribe. That's I shouldn't have to explain that. Uh, if you ever want to email us, like you want to email us your top five movie props that you wish you had, uh, you can email us. This might sound stupid at gmail.com. Or you could just tweet them to us at TMSS underscore podcast. Uh, Wild Beef apparently has Pyramid of Hate trademarked. I'll, I'll think of something else. I'll sue you. Um, Joey is down here, but he's fully behind this blanket. You can see a little bit of his ear if you look hard. Joe, is there a squirrel? <laughs> You're so dumb. He rockets up. We're also brought to you by Mike Long. He designed all of our graphics. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for working on your lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, making the list wasn't easy, and writing about them was an extra step, and I appreciate it. Yep, thank you. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>